um, series on the purpose driven life and just want to again lay, lay some expectations again for this series if you're hoping to receive something about or understand what your purpose is for this life this series isn't going to tell you that and the reason is because I can't tell you what God has for you I can't tell you what God has prepared for you to do but with this series I hope that we can get a better understanding of what God's will is for all of our lives and so we're gonna continue that thought and continue that this morning so last week we looked at what God's will is and what God's will is and what we should be doing and the whole idea of last week if you didn't get anything else out of it I hope that you got that wherever God is working find it find where he's working and join him wherever God is moving whatever God is doing just start working and start doing things that he is doing and he is a part of that we can see that God is bearing fruit we see in new creation we have a lot of ministries that are bearing fruit so there might not be what you think you're called to but you just may just want to go join the nursing home or when they go out to Dallas Cup or the ushers or or any other ministry that we have going on here but when we start to look at our purpose, we start to ask ourselves, or we start to do a few things to try to understand what our purpose is. There's, there's a few things that we do. The first one we do is we guess at it. We guess at it. We, we say, well, I guess I'm good at this. I'll do that. Well, I guess, I guess I could do this. We don't really have an idea. We just guess at it. The second way is we explore. We explore. What do you mean by that? You know, we start to look out at everything that's going on. We start getting these self-help books. We start trying to live our best life. And there's a lot, let me just, this is a side note, right? This is a side note. A lot of these religious books that are written by certain authors, um, they're not religious books. They're self-help books. They, they have a whole lot of self-help, and you add God to it. Because they're non-biblical, they're not doctrinally sound, they just say, hey, come live your best life, or you can do this, you're a winner, you're always going to win, you're always supposed to do the best thing, you're always supposed to find your purpose, all this stuff, and it has no root in the Bible. But f some people are looking for their purpose, and so we get these self-help books and we, we try to find out what we can figure out. We listen to podcasts about becoming a next millionaire or uh, we, we listen to podcasts about doing this and, and all we're doing is exploring the next one we do it, it doesn't sound wrong on the at the on the surface it's introspection we we look inside well what am I good at what am I what am I gifted with what what can I do and there's nothing wrong with that on the surface but the idea is that we need to get to the last one. And the last point is revelation. The only way we determine what our purpose is, is if we get 
it revealed to us from God. I had to, um, my daughter yesterday got a whole lot of presents. And these presents, and she got some games as well. And in those presents and in those games come instructions. Now, yeah, I could have opened it up and we could have just started playing. Or we could do whatever we want with it. But in order to achieve the purpose of for which it was designed, we have to do what? We have to read the instructions. We have to follow the instructions. And so when we're looking to determine our purpose and our, what, we're, what God has called us, we got to read the instructions. And we can get those instructions from the one who made us. And that can be found in the Bible. So on today, we're going to look at the message title is The Potter and the Clay. And I want you to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 18. Um, it'll be on the, the screen. Or if you want to turn in your Bibles, you can. But let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this day, and we thank you for all the things you're doing in new creation. We thank you for the youth, the, the praise team, the ushers. We thank you for Desmond assigning and getting them ready to do what they need to do. Lord, we thank you for new creation as a whole, the, the team that participated in the Dallas Cup. And Lord, we thank you for just the family atmosphere we have here at new creation that we can share in each other's accomplishments and be ecstatic that Malik gets a job, that Faith goes to prom, the kids are having um, athletic events and their report cards. We thank you for allowing us to be a family because that's what you called us to. You called us to be the family of you. We're you at the head and, and we're the family jointly put together. Thank you for all of us who have, are here and that you have allowed to come here and be a part of new creation. And Lord, we thank you for all that you've done in your word. Thank you for Sunday school and what we've already learned. But Lord, we thank you that you aren't done speaking to us. So Lord, as we go through your word, we pray that you just reveal what you have for us to know. Each one of us are at different places in our lives, and we all have different questions. But Lord, the amazing thing about you is you can speak to us all. You can deal with us all in our own unique way. And the only way that you will have for us that we will know is you. And we will know as you speaking. So Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, be holy and acceptable unto you. Lord, speak through me. Whoever has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Jeremiah chapter 18, we read, verse 1, it says, This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Who did it come from? The Lord. Go down to the potter's house. Not the one over there on South Dallas. Not, not that one. But the potter's house. And there I will give you a message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as, it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, can I not do 
with you, Israel, as the potter does, declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. So what we see here is that God had spoke to Jeremiah directly. And he tells him to go to the potter's house. And the potter, if you, anybody ever seen the movie um, Ghost, thank you, thank you. And, and there's the, the potter's wheel and there's the, the lump of clay and it's spinning and they're shaping it. Well, what we see in verse 3 was um, the clay got, the, the pot that he was making or the vase that he was making got marred or got messed up. It didn't come out quite right. And so what he do, he started over. He puts it back into a lump and he starts back over. And then God talks to Jeremiah and says, you know, Israel, I can deal with you the same way. If you don't do what I'm telling you to do or ask or what I've called you to, I'll just start over. It's, it's a lot like this. Young people, tell me, what is this? What is this? Anybody know what this is? Can y'all see that? Can y'all see this? Play-Doh, Play-Doh, Play-Doh. It's like this. So I can take this Play-Doh, right, and I can start to make it into something. And, and I can say, oh, I want to make a cup. Well, that ain't coming out quite right, so I'm going to start over. And that's what the potter did, right? He took a lump of clay and he started to mold it and shape it. But it didn't quite come out right. And it says, as clay in the hands of the potter. If I was to be God, I can define and I can make this clay, in this Play-Doh into whatever I want to. Sometimes I watch my kids play with Play-Doh. And I want to tell them, oh, won't you just do, but won't you make it like this? And won't, I want to tell them how to kind of fix it so it looks kind of like what they try. But it's not mine. They're making that. And so whatever they decide to do is what is okay, right? And so God is the same way with us. God has created and formed each one of us. He's taken us out of clay and he's shaped us and he's molded us. But what he wants from us is to be moldable. And he wants us to stay in the hand of the potter. What do you mean by that, preacher? I, I, I'll, I'll get to it. And we, because I know I got some biblical scholars in here and y'all looking at me like, well, this was to Israel. Because it says, it says, oh, Israel, I will treat you like clay. But Israel doesn't mean that's the church, so that doesn't really apply to us. I'm glad you said that. Because I want to show you what the New Testament talks about. Turn with me to, to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. You know I don't like to jump around, but today I, the message, I think we have to. To just to illustrate a point. And many of you might know this scripture, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. 
We are saved by faith. Through our faith. And our faith is in who? Jesus Christ. So because we're saved by faith, it keeps going. It says, verse 10, it says, for we are God's what? It says workmanship. Some versions say handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Listen, this is how this works, right? This is how this works. God has already established what he wants us to do. He's already prepared it. And that last verse literally means that he has prepared in advance for us to walk into. So, so if there's good works that he wants us to do over here, all we have to do is this. Walk into it. Good work over there? Walk into it. We don't have to do it. See, the great thing about God is this. God has prepared things for us to do. And he not only prepared it in advance, he just wants us to walk into it. Just wants us to take the pace and, and go ahead and take ownership of it. And we do it because God has saved us. For by grace we are saved through faith and not of ourselves. We had nothing to do with our salvation. We had nothing to do to be saved. We couldn't save ourselves. And so because it is by grace, grace is what? Is a gift of God. Grace is getting something you don't deserve. Right? And, it and, and Paul even explains it. For by grace, what is grace? It is a gift that we don't deserve. And he says, it is for by grace we are saved through faith and not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. You know, Olivia got a lot of gifts yesterday, and she didn't deserve not one of them. And I was going to be honest. She didn't do anything. All she did was have a birthday. And people chose to give her gifts. God has chosen to gift us salvation. And he didn't save us just so that we could sit around and be saved and come to church. He didn't save us just so that we can do what, God, what, what Christians do and just come and, and sit here on Sundays. He saved us to do good works. And because he saved us to do good works, all we got to do is what? Walk into them. Because he already prepared them in advance for us to do. Now, I see a lot of y'all looking at me like, how am I supposed to do that, preacher? Glad you said that. Let's go to Galatians. Because God is awesome. God is awesome because he not, with every other servant that we have, servant model, you know, if, if God was to say, you know, he wants us to be, he wants us to be slaves. A lot of us as African Americans are like, oh no, doc, I can't do the slave thing. I can't do that, right? But God has called us all to be servants. He called us all to be servants, but he didn't call us to be servants like every other servant. Like, if you hire somebody to come in and clean your house, you're not doing nothing. You're going to be like, hey, why don't you go clean up over there? And why don't you go wash those dishes over there? And why don't you do this? If, if Victoria and Christian hired a nanny, oh, there's going to be a lot less work they're going to be doing. Because you hire somebody, that person does the work for you, right? God is the only one, and we see it here in this scripture. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. 
it is no, no I, is I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in this body, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So when God calls us to be servants, he says, I want you to go do these good works that I've already prepared for you to walk into. And guess what? I'm going to do them through you. I just need you to walk into them. Okay, I see y'all still don't look like y'all understand. So let, let me try this. Let me try this. I got a, I got a pitcher of water. I want y'all, I'm God. Where's Nikki at? Nikki, I'm God. I'm God right now. I'm God. I want Nikki to hear that I'm God. Because she, she got me last week. I'm going to get her back. But I'm, I'm, I'm acting as God right now. And, and this pitcher of water, this was created to carry water, right? The purpose of this pitcher was to, to, to hold liquid, right? It was created for that purpose. And this, this, this cup, it was also created for a purpose. And, and this cup is created to hold liquid as well. So when I take this water and I pour this water into this cup, what did the work? Was it the pitcher or was it me? I'm the one that's pouring the water. This pitcher can't pour water by itself. God is the one that's working through us to do the work. All we are are vessels by which the Holy Spirit comes in and does the work through us. So as we pour this water out, whatever it is that God has given us and put into us, and we pour it out and we give it out, we are doing God what God wants us to do. But we don't pour the water. God does the work. God is the one that does the work. Now listen, I got all kind of vessels up here. I got all kind of vessels. Okay, I got all kind of vessels. And each one of these vessels were created for a different purpose. All of these were created for a different purpose. Now I wouldn't take this and try to go serve everybody at the table water. I'm not going to take a pot and try to put it in everybody's cup. That's not what this was created for. The purpose for this is different than the purpose of this. But they all can hold water. And they're all created for a different purpose. So if I want to measure out something, I might grab this. And if I want to drink some water, I'll take this. I want to cook something up. I'll use this. We all, new creation, have been created for different purposes. There's no one size fit all in this, in this church or in the Christian community. We all have been gifted differently. And just like all these different vessels, God wants to use us all differently. So we don't take, so, so I wouldn't take hot water and I wouldn't put hot water in this. Right? I wouldn't take boiling hot water and pour it in this, but I will pour it in this. Because this was created to hold hot water. So we got to be very careful when we look around at other people's lives. 
Because you don't know what other, somebody else was created for. You don't know the purpose of their vessels. All you can do is what God is doing through who? You. Because we are all created separately and differently. We're all God's handiwork. Created for good works. That God wants to do what? Through us. But he wants to do the work. All he needs you to do is be a vessel. All he needs you to do is just be the vessel on which he can use. All he wants to do is for you to be clay in the potter's hand. So that he can mold you and shape you into what he wants you to be. And when we do that new creation, we are in the will of God. And it becomes real easy. Christianity is the easiest and the hardest thing you'll do. Because the easiest thing, because the power won't come from you, it'll come through you. It's the hardest because it causes us to deny ourselves. It causes us to die to ourselves. And it causes us to give up what we know to be control over our lives and give it to God. Like pot clay in the potter's hand. The clay has no power. The clay just responds to what the potter does. New creation, we got to respond to how the potter molds us. We got to respond to how the potter wants to use us. And when we do that, we'll, 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 we'll understand the true purpose of our vessel, of what kind of vessel we are and what God has created us for. He's created us, each one of us, differently to achieve different purposes. Your circle of influence is my circle of influence. The people around you aren't the people that are around me. And I can't reach the people that are around you like you can. And you can't reach the people that are around me like I can. God has called us all to a purpose. But we have to be obedient to his word. We have to be moldable. We have to be where we can be shaped. And the only way you can be shaped and the only way to become shaped is you got to study his word. That's why we stress Sunday school and Bible study here. That's why we walk through the Bible like we do. It ain't about my message. It's not about this analogy. It's about God's word. So if we don't remember anything else, remember Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives where? In me. The life I live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the least we could do. If somebody saved our life, which Jesus Christ did, if somebody gave our, his very life for our life, the very, the very least we can do is be a vessel by which God can use. Let us stand. I'm going to extend the invitation really quickly. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, it's faith that you have to place in God. You have to put your faith in five things.